Welcome to The Process, a place where artists can discuss ideas, creativity, the industry, and of course the music that drives us. We are the Beamish Brothers. My name is Ben. And I'm Jeremy, and we're an Australian duo. We write songs, play shows, and always love a good chat with the talented people we come across on our journey. Hello and welcome to The Process. We're Ben and Jeremy Beamish, aka The Beamish Brothers, and today we are joined by the Brisbane-based art pop queen of hearts herself. She is open for the likes of Ballpark Music, Bishop Briggs, Ocean Alley and Paul Kelly, and has graced the stages of Big Sound, Blues Fest and Woodford, to name a few. She's taken home several prestigious awards. The list really does go on, I know, because I've read her bio. (laughs) We're so excited to have you on our little show. Sahara (laughs) Beck, how are you going? I'm good, how are you guys? We're pretty good, pretty chill, very hyped on caffeine. Yeah, pretty cozy. Very nice. Um, so for you guys listening, um, Sahara and I met at a songwriting retreat a couple years ago and have sort of just been following each other's journey ever since. And it's been really awesome. Was that a awesome. couple of years ago? Almost, like a year and a half, I think. That's insane. I know, because it was like yeah. September and now it's March. So, yeah. Mm. It's been a crazy ride, but you've released some really, really cool songs since then. So it's been mm. really fun to to watch that. Yeah, I was just listening to the EP, by the way, which is incredible. I know Jeremy's been chatting with you, you know, ever since the songwriting session, but it was really awesome for me to get to kind of really dive into your catalogue and, oh, and just get lost thank in you. it. I love it. I love it. I'm a fan. Guilty as charged. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm a fan of you guys. Oh, I was pretty. I think stop. I can't remember if I was like pretty drunk when I met you, Ben. But yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we the fact that I couldn't remember means that I probably was. Yeah, <laughs> we, we definitely. But I'm definitely not we, drunk this time. No, so. we definitely we <laughs> no definitely judgment. were a bit tipsy. I think our uh, our manager. Look, we were all just. <laughs> Having a good time. Throwing Nicole under the bus there. <laughs> yeah, of course. Anyway, look, uh, let's let's get on with the interview. Um, um, yeah, so I guess uh, first question, we just wanted to ask you, what does a typical day look like for you these days? Like, do you do a lot of writing? Are you a hustler? Do you do meetings? Are you kind of always like planning the next steps? Or are you someone who just likes to take some time off, do their cooking? You know, <laughs> what, what does a life look like? <laughs> Um, I'm definitely not good at cooking. Like sometimes I'll, I'll cook, but no one really wants to eat it. Um, <laughs> never really looks that good. Um, but yeah, I think like every day, pretty much what I do is I like I don't know. I've just been I just get up and have my breakfast and my coffee, and then I've got this little space set up in the garage downstairs, and I just come down here and I like write and practice. Um, I've got my keyboard and my guitars and. Yeah, so just, I mean, at the moment, though, with the coronavirus thing, I'm trying to um, send people out covers that they have yeah. requested from me, so I'm oh. spending time doing that down here at the moment. That's a good idea. I'm not practicing, because I don't have anything to, to practice for at the moment, because the gigs are getting cancelled. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I mean, I just saw on your Instagram that you've you've made a couple posts about that, uh, the most recent of which was about, yeah, sending out kind of covers and, you know, custom songs or whatever, you know, little uh, songs to fans and friends and things like that, which I thought was a really unique idea. Yeah, super good. I think um, that schedule definitely sounds a lot like ours. Like I have a similar sort of setup where I'll just like wake up, have have my brekkie, coffee and yeah, have a little garage studio um, and kind of just write all my stuff there. But yeah, as you said, uh, COVID-19 has kind of changed a lot of plans for everyone and mm. uh, just to 
inform you guys listening, we're recording this in March at the moment, so we don't know how things will be when this podcast yeah. is out. Yeah, in, I mean, we, we hope to release the podcast in a few weeks. By the time you're listening, we could all be living underground in our completely different <laughs> society. But, yeah. but <laughs> for now, we're just kind of cruising, you know, cruising staying at home. Um, canceling gigs, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. So, so have you obviously then seen? I guess quite a lot of your gigs have been cancelled. Is that would that be a fair statement? Um, well, it's just like mainly like like I mean I haven't had many original gigs planned for the moment because mm. I'm about to start recording the album and stuff. But um, mainly just like the the money gigs that I usually need for <laughs> rent and stuff, like my cover yeah. gigs. Yeah, they kind of just like because no one's turning up to venues because everyone's scared of getting sick. Yeah, so then, then you say, oh, well, we're not going to make any money, so we mm-hmm. can't afford to have musicians on that night. So then they say, oh, just, you know, just forget about, like, we have to cancel those shows. And it's like, well, shit, okay. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it's exactly the same for us. Die, I guess. What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so real. Like, um, mm. yeah, I, I pay all my rent and bills with, like, uh, gigs. So it's super weird now to think, like, I mean, I'm mm. pretty sure the government is instating a 100 person um gathering max just today mm. so like yeah. that instantly rules out some of my gigs and then like mm. i mean in, in the, yeah that, like, in america because i have like millions yeah. of people that come to my gigs <laughs> <laughs> but I know. in america they've already kind of banned groups of over 10 yeah so, so and we're probably just like a couple of weeks yeah. behind so, so you know it's ridiculous yeah. i mean maybe not ridiculous but it's just it's just crazy well, yeah. this is happening it, it is definitely crazy times i mean where I feel I feel like event industries are obviously being hit the hardest, tours, festivals, all of that. Um, I feel bad for people who have um I don't know like who just who did I see just pulled out um Kingswood I think or someone like hmm. people who have just spent all this time on the album and, and Jeremy Neal too you know yeah, yep. all this time on the album and then it's like cool all right everything's set up ready to go and then it just get, gets cancelled and who knows when. Some people might not be able to afford to give it a second go on the same bunch of songs, you know, and it takes a while to recoup the money to be able to record the next group of songs. So, I don't know, it's just throwing everyone's everyone's schedule off whack. Yeah, exactly. Like, for us, um, we just, like, it's just so crazy to think about it now, but, like, a few weeks ago we were literally planning and about to, like, yeah. book flights yeah. for Japan and South Korea. Um <laughs> And obviously those places are completely yeah. <laughs> out. Like we can't go now. And, mm. um, and then like, even we were thinking like, okay, well, Asia might be off the cards, but like, it was ironic because yeah, like, a, a month ago, <laughs> this was going to be our year of touring. Like yeah. it was going to be like, yeah. you know, let's blow all of our money. Let's go to Asia. Let's go to Europe. Let's go to mm. the U S like literally mm. we we're going to do all three this year. And now yeah. it's like, Oh, all right. Well, I Ooh, guess we'll just do something sucks. else. Yeah. It's no, just that, been crazy. That's all right. And, but you know, on the bright side with covers gigs drying up, we can just, we don't need to eat. I mean, we'll get a, a little bit <laughs> Yeah, skinnier. well, you know, I mean, yeah, musicians don't need to eat no, or I mean, like no, live yeah. in a house where they have to pay rent. No, totally. Or... It's just more fuel for the creative, you know, inspiration yeah. process. Yeah. Starving artists is about to become very literal. <laughs> let us starve. Anyway, let us write better music. Let, let's move away from uh, the bleakness <laughs> for now <laughs> um, and talk about how you know, with everything happening, this might kind of affect your creative process. Um, so do you have, like, can you maybe uh, in broad terms talk us through what that creative process looks like for you and has looked like for you previously? Um, 
Uh, it's always kind of different. Like, I find it kind of uh, difficult to answer that question sometimes because I feel like, I don't know, like, sometimes I'll come down to the garage and be like, all right, I've got this song that I did yesterday and I need to finish this part and this part on it. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't really know. Like, I think I just kind of, for me, music is just, I don't know, it's just the only thing that I ever really want to do. And so, like, I kind of just sit there and we'll play something until it becomes something. Yeah. And it's kind of like in the process of tuning out while I'm like tuning out my mind while yeah. I'm playing that. I don't know, somehow that makes a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like so do you um sometimes write specifically with like an EP or album in mind or single or are you someone who kind of just like goes about writing constantly and eventually just chooses your faves and kind of puts them out yeah like I'll, I'll just write anything because I, I don't know I feel like I've spent a lot of time in the past kind of going oh I need to be writing for this EP or this album and mm. the song that I'm making at the moment is totally the wrong genre and whatever and then you try to spend all this time changing it to be something else when it wasn't it wasn't ever meant to be that other thing mm. so I think you know letting stuff come out the way that it comes out and then if it doesn't work with what you're doing right now just saving it and then maybe you know maybe the next thing or maybe in five years you'll be like oh my god finally i found a spot for this song yeah but I think, yeah like changing stuff like then that's my personal opinion but um yeah for me not that it's you know not that i'm super famous or anything <laughs> i don't really have the answers but well, that's how i do it yeah i mean no i definitely understand that like we've definitely written some songs which i don't know like you kind of you don't want to mess with what made it good, you know, like even if it doesn't necessarily like fit exactly what you want to do for this album or EP or artist mm. project, it's kind of like, we have so many songs where we're like, you know, oh damn, like that's such a good song. Um, maybe we will find use for it in its original state somewhere down the line, whether that's mm. with another artist or oh. like just when we're trying exactly. something someone new. Someone else might want it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've definitely had songs, um, like, like, even the one that you and I wrote, um, Sahara, like, I've definitely actually, like, thought about how I can, I suppose, recontextualize that and, like, make it something that, you know, Ben and I would release or, like, mm. you know, something that, you know, is a bit more this, a bit more that. Maybe I can take it in this direction. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's kind of like, well, it just sounds good the way it is. So I'd rather it's just... It's such a sick song. Yeah. yeah. And, like, maybe it'll... Oh, I'd, oh, I'd love for you to release that song. I want everyone to hear that. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, we'll maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll send it to the manager. See yeah. how bored we get with the um, COVID. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now talking about your EP, Queen of Hearts, it's amazing, by the way. Congratulations. Um, so when you were writing that, I know we kind of just touched on this a moment ago, but... Did you kind of write that intentionally? Did you set out to write an EP or did you just kind of accidentally stockpile a bunch of songs and go, all right, these, like this will do like, or, or did you, was it a very deliberate process? Um, with Queen of Hearts, it was kind of like, I don't know. I think before that I had kind of just spent all of my time just like, like oh, not all my time, but whenever I would write something, it was like what I was describing earlier. Like it would kind of just come out however, and I wouldn't really, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't try to put a label on it. And I, I kind of felt like, you know, why should I have to explain, or, like make myself obvious to everyone and like put myself in a genre or whatever. But I think with Queen of Hearts, I kind of, I don't know if that makes any sense, but um, with Queen of Hearts, I sort okay. of like got to this point where I was like, all right, all the music that I'm making, like I really like making it and I enjoy performing it, but it's not the music, the type of music that I would listen to, um, to be honest. And I guess like I was sort of getting bored of, 
being compared to these people that I just thought mm. um, I was just nothing like. And then I realized because I was making this music, I was being compared to these certain people and I never thought about it like that. In my head, I was thinking about what I could do. And so I thought for this next thing, I'm going to make um, an art pop album. And yeah, so I was like inspired by like Santa Gold and St. Mm. Vincent. Nice. Um, yeah, and like a bunch of people. And I just thought like, I'm going to give this a go and I'm going to try to do it as well as I can and really get that sound and get the look for it so mm. that it's not um, difficult for anyone to understand for once because you know, before that I was playing gypsy jazz and folk and and yeah, lots of different yeah. genres and it was a bit confusing for everyone. But in saying that, like, I don't know what the next album's going to sound like. I mean, I, I sort of do now, but, um, you know, like the future of, of my music, I don't know what the next thing and the next thing after that will sound like. I think it's important to keep the styles flowing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, like, listening to it, it does sound like a really cohesive EP. Like, mm. it, um, it definitely does feel like it is one artist like one kind of genre but like still the songs has, blend together yeah the songs nice, like, blend together but still have enough diversity to keep it interesting so it doesn't feel like yeah and it was also sort of again. the first album where i had my first like like an actual um i had, I had producers on the other albums but mm. this was the first time where i wasn't kind of co-producing with that person um mm. and i kind of just gave the producer role to uh, tony buchan in la and Mm. Yeah, I can't, I, I, he's done stuff like The Preachers and Montaigne and stuff, so Ooh. I really wanted it, the whole thing to have that really kick, big kick in it and like really strong, empowering feeling and yeah, yeah I think and, that that comes down to production sometimes. Yeah, and it, yeah, you're totally right, it definitely does, and I mean, my favourite song on the EP is the popular opinion, it would seem anyway, Here We Go Again, I love it. Um, and I mean, that's obviously your most streamed song at the moment because of that song. You won third place in the Vanda Young songwriting competition. So, which is obviously insane and, and that's awesome. So were you yeah, kind of surprised? I know, right? So were you surprised by that response? Can you kind of talk about how that whole thing unfolded for you? <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. I, um, <clears throat> I was looking after my um, bass player's house and... Oh, I was, who was I there with? I was there with my brother, and we'd been like, he'd been gone for like a couple of days or something, I think, and we'd just gone outside and signed a doobie, and then I got this phone call from this random Sydney number, and like, sorry, backtracking a bit, I got all of these phone calls for the week week before that from this spam number who kept saying like, oh, you've been in a car accident, like, you know, yeah. you owe someone money, and I was starting right. to get really annoyed about it, yeah, so yeah. I thought it was the Sydney, like, the, the, the same number, mm. and then I pick up the phone, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, hi, um, this is, oh, I can't remember his name right now, but it's, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm the, you know, and he was explaining how he's got to do with that competition and stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, but first he said, um, am I speaking with Sahara? And I was like, yes, who are you, who, who am I speaking with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just representing on um, that competition and da, 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 and he's like, I just wanted to call you to tell you that, um, that you, you've got third place and we're going to announce it in a couple of weeks. And I was like, Oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I promise I'm not so usually sorry, this I thought you were a telemarketer. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so funny. Oh, oh my gosh. We've, we've literally got a million embarrassing stories to rival that one. Far yeah. Enough. But that's, I hope they weren't too, like, put off. Yeah. Well, clearly not. No. I'm, like, I, I'm glad that they didn't, like, hear your aggressive tone and just be like, well, maybe not then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know what? We'll give it to someone else. Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> you don't want it. Yeah. This is oh, wrong number. so yeah. bad. Amazing. Yeah. Give me, give me a story to top it. Oh. Yeah. Well. Uh, 
We actually were going to do a little section today. Yeah, yeah. called It's Not Always you wanna, Perfect. Do you so, want to just skip to that? Yeah, we'll let's come do back. it. Okay. Well, <laughs> what's our story? Um, All right. What, what about the music video one? That's a pretty funny one. Yeah, okay. It kills me every time. Okay, so um, <laughs> we have a music video for our... Uh, our single that came out last year, our first single of the year. No, it wasn't, sorry. It was our first single leading up to the EP. And we did a music video with a director called Charlotte Mon- Montgomery, who was incredible. And um, it looks it looks amazing. We were really happy with it. But uh, in it, there's these... Um, we, we have a whole kind of cast of extras, and they're running around with these kind of helmet-looking things, uh, like protective helmets on their heads. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can jump in from here. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, like, it looks really good. And we're like, I don't know. We were super happy with how yeah. it looked. And, like, after we'd filmed it, we realized as, like, all these guys were taking yeah. off their yeah. helmets. Yeah. That they were actually, like, bras, basically. Like, these old, like, manky bras that someone had, like, bought and, like, refashioned to wrap around their heads. And these poor extras... <laughs> Who were doing it for free were yeah. just like un- like had to wear bras on their heads, so it was amazing. I yeah. mean, like, but but it's the funniest thing because, like, you'd never really. I mean, not that many people. I I, I my, like basically no one has brought it up. Yeah, and you'd never tell from looking at the video. But it was just the funniest thing. Like, we felt so weird just kind of because because yeah. that was totally. I'm gonna just throw Charlotte under the bus here. Like that was <laughs> that was her call. I was like when she was like, by the way, the extras are gonna be wearing bras on their heads. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't have any money to give you anything. Else. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, those poor guys had to suffer through so much. The last shot was, like, we were standing up and they oh, were yes. lying down yeah. as this, these buckets of, like, this green, green water, water <laughs> was, like, poured over them in this, like, warehouse yeah. while they were lying oh, down. Geez, and had what kind of video in. is this? I know. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah. We, yeah. Can you subscription to the website where I can see that video? <laughs> just go to our YouTube, YouTube channel. The Beamish oh, Brothers. Just YouTube. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just send those extras some love. They've yeah. gone through a lot for yeah. us. <laughs> totally, totally yes in fact uh yeah we, we should actually get back to them and be like guys thank you so much again because, yeah i mean <laughs> yeah no awesome. it was a, it was a it was a really fun video actually yes um so i'm gonna just jump in with a new kind of question and basically uh as i'm sure you know there's like a staggering amount of things to do as an artist outside of the music process like Album art, social media, touring, mm. PR, selling merch, music videos, music videos about, yeah. you know, websites. It's like the list is really endless. Um, how involved in those things do you try to be? And do you actually enjoy them or do you kind of just like to focus on the music? Um, no, I really hate all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I hate posting photos of myself um, on Instagram and Facebook. and so I don't, hate, I don't mm. hate it. I just feel like um, it's like a chore. I don't, no, no, I don't know. I just feel like I'm. I feel like it looks like I'm advertising myself when sometimes I just want to say something silly mm. or like I don't know. I just don't like when I'm following other people and I'm constantly going like, "Look at this! Look at this! Look at this!" And you're like, mm. "All right, I looked at it." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah true. God, um, I get but it. I, yeah, I get it. You play music. <laughs> um, no, but I used to be really involved in. It. I still am like really involved in it. Um, mm. but I've got this really amazing manager at the moment. Um, for the last, I don't know, probably like two years or something. Um, and she's been really good with planning out my social media strategy because, yeah, like like I said before, like I just honestly spend so much time down at my keyboard mm. and not talking to people that I just kind of don't think about posting. And then sometimes mm. she'll be like, oh, hey, you know, like remember like you're playing music like t- 
two people, so like mm. maybe <laughs> remind yeah, them that you're still awesome. alive or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't totally. know. Oh, I don't know. I can't really remember what the question was. I just totally ranted oh, just, for ages. Just, uh, <laughs> just how kind of involved are you in in all of those other yeah. processes? And I think because um, so many people who just like consume music probably have an idea that you know all musicians really have to do is write and then tour. But I think for so many people, it's like you know we're kind of oh, also CEOs yeah like there's a whole process of like even if you're touring you have to go like book everyone's flights yeah and like yeah and and write out the whole uh what's it called <laughs> what's the um like the oh my god i'm so bad with words today um the bloody planning thing oh right yeah <laughs> like yeah. the itinerary yeah yeah yeah, itinerary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry i've got garage brain <laughs> no, yeah I- and you know and, and and even just like i think uh one of the things that i find uh, not frustrating but difficult sometimes is just finding like um, the, like finding really amazing musicians who don't have heaps of commitments you know mm. musicians that I can take on the road with me and who are keen and excited and available I guess is but, um, band? And then, you know as soon as other people see them then they, they you know that's kind of like the nature of it that people steal each other's musicians like not in a bad way in a friendly way of course it's like good and you're like oh good good go go make more money somewhere else like i'm proud of you (laughs) but then you have to find someone new and Mm. but you know it's not too bad yeah Um, yeah i think also like the keeping up the website and yeah yeah for sure there's like a ton of things like admin tasks and things like that that we always let fall by the way oh my god like the biggest one for us is like just trying to, like, we, t- oh, just merch, honestly, oh, yeah, has been... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just, like, it's, like, when you think that you're on top of things and then you realise, like, oh, no, no, we have to have our online digital clothing line, you know? It's, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. prepared. I'm not qualified. Yeah, like, yeah. We're actually uh, not artists, but we also run a lab, like, yeah, a, a fashion, clo- a fashion <laughs> clothing line yeah. as well, so... It's, it's insane, and we don't do a great job but like we try the the clothes the, the clothes as, are good quality yeah as long as the people get the product um yeah that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, the rest main of the concern <laughs> yeah. yeah no i, I think well, i'm um, really lucky with that r- lucky with that um because my mom has this shop and on the sunshine coast and oh, that's great because i don't have any uh space here to keep my merch really in my mm. house but mm. um so i kind of leave it with her and then she's got across from her shop like 10 meters away there's this post office so she'll like drop off the merch to there every now and then for people that's so nice that's really (laughs) nice oh man i love that yeah we uh don't have (laughs) such a system but that'd be great we'll we're lucky in other ways where we we have a a dad who can like help us mix and master so that's that's been lovely oh what yeah that would save you so much money yeah Yeah, no totally it's also stressful though because it's kind of like well oh this the sole responsibility of this mm. final product is in our hands yeah i mean well yeah we're at a point which is it's really nice now because we do save a lot of money because we're able to like self-produce and also i've kind of been mixing and mastering now for quite a while as well so you know a lot of the the knowledge has kind of been passed down um because you know we've obviously been just working from home in our little uh, home studio in inverted commas uh for the last yeah you know five years or so but um but yeah that so that is obviously a huge help and um and i think it's that's the become, best way to learn as well just sitting yeah. there by yourself and kind of watching videos and, yeah. and having to get through those technical issues yeah and i mean yeah. having like a little home studio now of all times is oh it's going to be quite useful yeah um I oh, that's really cool that you guys have the whole 
uh, recording system figured out. I only just started um, on Logic Pro, and before that, oh, I was yeah, cool. doing GarageBand. Yeah, yeah. And they're pretty much the same, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the that's the one that the soft, the pro. What am I trying to say? The program that we use. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've always used that one. Mm. It's funny, like. I saw it just touching back on the whole uh, current world event situation now and being a hermit in the home studio. I saw this this meme which was like, um, it, it was like, scientists say, you know, self-isolate, stay inside, be a hermit, avoid socialization. And then it's like producers, we've been training our whole lives. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Finally, our time has come. <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey everyone, this is Ben and Jeremy here from the editing room. And we just wanted to jump in right now to say that we hope you're all doing okay. We know it's obviously a bit of a difficult time right now for live music and all industries really, just with the current coronavirus crisis. But we just wanted to Wish you well, hope you're all staying inside, staying healthy, and if anyone needs to talk to us at any stage, then feel free to drop us a message. We're always here and think it's more important now than ever to support live music and artists during this difficult time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are going to be inside a lot, uh, writing, doing all kinds of music things, but also just you know, doing as many podcasts as we can. Hopefully we can actually um, increase our output and get more to you. If you haven't already, make sure you give us a review, go follow us. We don't really know the podcast lingo, but yeah, do all that fun stuff and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Well, I guess another question is like, what do you do outside of music? Like, are you someone who loves to kind of just be surrounded by music 24 seven because you know you love it and you're happy to just live in the, the garage studio or like I uh, do you have other things that you'd like to do to kind of just escape it and forget that you are a singer songwriter for a while um I think that I kind of like what I pretty much do um most days is like I'll play until I don't know my brain kind of does get to a point where it's like no 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 more music I don't <laughs> yeah. want it anymore yeah <laughs> and you're like no we gotta get this done and you just you just can't handle handle it anymore it's like someone screaming into my ear yeah but um and then I don't know I guess like I like I've been walking dogs for money recently nice. I kind of like filling out and I don't know going for a walk or like watching TV I love a good TV show nice do you have any favorites at the moment. Um, Oh, I finished Atypical last night. Oh, nice. Oh, is that good? I love it so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, we just watched, um, what was that one you were talking I'm about? I'm not okay with this? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, I love it. I slept too. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, right? It was sweet. Yeah, I like, for me, I find like, um, I'm really into, I mean, podcasts actually. So like, mm. I am, and I do a lot of driving. So I'm like, I'm always like, like binging these like you know self-motivation work from home podcasts mm. and like you know all of these like kind of you know how to be the next big thing in the music industry podcasts yeah but then also it's either that or like i completely overdose on that and like yeah. i do a lot of true crime stuff as well so like yeah if, ironically like if i need to escape the music industry i'm like i'll just listen to podcasts about murder like yeah <laughs> just <laughs> Just oh love. yeah, we did it at my house. Yeah. Well, not podcasts though, just like all these TV shows that they've got on Netflix at the moment about murderers and like confessions of a murderer. Make mm. I don't know. There's all sorts of things about murderers now. I think that we kind of like watched 
watched our way all around that. So yeah. <laughs> you, you can watch too much saying, of that. Would you like, could I be a psychopath killer? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. All right, should we do a um, the quick fire round now? Yeah, totally. All right, so we're gonna do the quick fire round, which is basically we ask a question, you try and answer it as quickly as you can. So we're just gonna jump right into it, okay? Okay. Awesome. So, first of all, and this is something we ask everyone, but are you a morning or night person? What's your favorite? Um, night. Yes. <laughs> we, that's basically like saying team Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing. I, all right. Caffeine or alcohol? Uh, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> See, my thing is why not both? Like why? Irish coffees are ah, just for a reason. I didn't Get know I could up. say that. I was thinking that before you asked it. I mean, when you told me about it the other day, I was like, hmm. I mean, well... Both come in handy at different times of the day. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess it depends if you're a morning or night person. Mm, totally. <laughs> um, exactly, yeah. Night you... person and all you want is coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, do you have any pets? Um, no. Okay, but you walk dogs, so you get your, your dog intake. Yeah, um, yeah to cuddle dogs, and I used yeah. to have a pet rat. I would love oh, to have a pet rat again. That's cute. So cute. I think... Yeah, no, I like rats. <laughs> um, all right, city that you want to live in. Um, Brisbane. Oh, nice. How nice, because you do live in Brisbane. I do live in Brisbane. Okay. Actually, I, um, to be honest, I don't really care where I live. Oh, okay, but, but just, just continuing on from that question, though, if you couldn't live in Brisbane, what city would you oh. choose? Um, 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 maybe, um, maybe... Uh, uh, maybe somewhere <laughs> in Germany or something. Oh, nice, I like nice. that. I love it. Yeah, I, I think we're both... Jeremy's very into the Scandinavian cities, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. I, I want to move to the Netherlands. That's my mm. next thing. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of Tokyo and Japan and everything like you that. You guys go there a lot, don't you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've been there as a group. We've been there once. I've been there mm. a couple of times personally. But, um, yeah, oh. we definitely plan to go back as soon as this whole world craziness situation cools mm. down a bit and speaking of which um <laughs> where's a place that you really want to tour to um i'd love to tour around europe yes that'd yeah. be so fun europe is great oh, um if only every time i've spoken to like again. the cat empire guys because they, they tour all the time and they're always saying how european audiences are just like the most excited about seeing live music and they're just so respectful of mm. of music i guess you know they're not yelling out like oh fucking play carl chisel yeah <laughs> oh i know we, yeah. we found that when we were in spain didn't we like yeah. the, the spanish audience are, are just lovely they're just such a beautiful culture and and music is so interwoven with that culture yeah. as well so you know shout out to my boy covid he's completely ruined that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i thought that was a genuine no. person for a second and i'm like no. what an unfortunate yeah. name yeah. Time. how did you introduce me to covid <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh biggest shock about the music industry um um like in like forever like all of all time yeah, yeah. um I don't know, there's like, most things are pretty shocking. Yeah, <laughs> I guess like true. I don't know, I guess the most recent thing that I was shocked about was like, I was like 100% on Michael Jackson's team and then I watched that documentary and I was like, mm. oh, maybe he is a pedophile. <laughs> that and is that a shock. Pretty yeah. shit. It just, yeah, no, it totally sucks because the music is amazing. Like, it, the, mm. the music is great, but... It, you can't excuse something. No, of course. I mean, like, it, it just, there's so many, like 
questions that that brings up like how do you separate or is it even possible yeah. to separate the artist from the exactly art, and, and then people say like oh well it's, it's it's the music and the artist is a different thing and it's like mm. well i don't know like for me personally i can't now listen to that music and hear mm. his voice because like mm. without thinking of him doing that to kids because like yeah, yeah. obviously when you hear someone singing you picture them in your mind like dancing or whatever they're doing mm. in their music video mm. So, yeah. like, I don't know, I just can't support it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, totally. but, I mean, there's so many people like that. Like, I, But I guess, like, a while ago it was more okay, like, when Elvis was around. Didn't he marry someone who was, like, 15 or 14 yeah, or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Sounds yeah. like something. So, who knows what he did with people who he didn't marry. Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's definitely yeah. a lot of shady figures out there. Um, yeah, that, I mean... It, it's really gross. Yeah, it is. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, not a nice feeling when you, like... It, you kind of realize that people who you admired are like mm. either you know at, you know even just if they're just dickheads that's bad enough but if they're also like yeah. abuse people yeah it's like oh no but anyway look we digress uh final yeah. question <laughs> um do you have any artists uh sorry let me rephrase that uh do you have advice for aspiring artists or people who look up to you um i think uh, my advice for people who would be starting out in music mm. would be to just like I don't know, just just be the, your main supporter. Mm. And because I don't know, I feel like a lot of the time, like you can't really, most of the time you can't see people's reaction to your music unless you're looking at the internet. And then looking at the internet is kind of a scary thing because like, mm. you know, people can kind of pretty much say whatever they want because they're not afraid because you can't see their face. And yeah. so if you yeah. take in the good and the bad, Oh, sorry, if you take in the, the good, then you automatically take in the bad. Mm. So I feel like if you just kind of take it all, like, you know, you listen to what everyone says and you take mm. note of it, but mm. if you, the only thing that you care about is whether you like what you're doing, I think that's the best thing. And that way, whenever you start to feel like, because there's so many moments where you go, what am I doing? This is the stupidest decision I could have done, made with my life. Like, yeah. could have done something better that, you know, is easier or, like, has a quicker result or actually has, like, a high possibility of working out and I think if you're constantly supporting yourself and backing yourself up and believing in yourself mm. then that's probably one of the best things you can do to keep going yeah absolutely I feel like it's so easy to just like second guess yourself um like I, I think definitely like with us like um it's so easy like like once you've once you're just about to release a single to kind of go, you know what, this was a bad decision. Like we should have released another one or like, yeah. or, or like, you know, um, well, you once think it's going to get a certain amount of plays in the first week and then it doesn't. And you're like, Oh no, yeah. everyone hates it. Oh, exactly. I always get this feeling before I release something like every single time that I just think everyone's going to laugh at me. And I just oh. think everyone's going to think like, Oh my God, like, she thought this was good. Oh <laughs> you my know? gosh, that's terrible. Like in a bad dream or something, that's, I don't know. That's actually mortifying. That's like every artist's worst nightmare. Yeah. I guess that ties in. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's uh, so true what you've said. Like, you know, just seeking or not seeking validation in, you know, through others rather than yeah. just finding a, a place of just, yeah. you know, self-satisfaction and fulfillment. Like, you know what? I'm, I like this music. Like, it comes from a personal place and... You know, I'm doing this for obviously the fans are gonna get behind it regardless, but I'm happy with it, and yeah. that's kind of you know the most. Yeah, and in the end of the day, the, the fans are the people who are supporting you. So the people who aren't supporting you, like you're not writing for them. But you know, it's, again, that's easier said than done to remember that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think like, and we're we're all doing this, like we're putting in so much time and effort into our artist project that we kind of like, I think it's really easy to have like these massive expectations, but like we're, we're really just doing the best that we can. Like, I mean, we can't like criticize ourselves too harshly. I mean, it's good to like learn from our mistakes, but also, you know, like we're all kind of figuring this out. So we can't really... Yeah, and that's the thing. There is no right way to make it in music. Exactly. And um, I think that, like, you know, another big thing that, like, um, I don't know, like, for over the last few years, like, different housemates I've had and shit, like, when people get home from their nine-to-five jobs and then they see you mm. sitting on the couch or something or, like, even if you just got onto the couch after playing all day or if you've been playing yeah. guitar on the couch all day or... Yeah whatever like wherever they see you and they just see you as like you know oh you've been home all day you've been slacking off like whatever you you know and kind of getting that feeling from people all the time and i think that's where believing in yourself comes into it again where it's like well you know that you haven't been slacking off all day so mm. yeah you don't need to get the approval of other people who don't have the same job as you um, oh my gosh amen i <laughs> i i really have learned that so much because like you know i've been like self-employed for well, yeah. we have been self-employed for a long time now yeah. and like i have housemates and and a partner and like they all have regular jobs and it's like really easy to compare yourself to that and go like because they're working these hours or they're doing yeah. this or they you know they run their errands and on these days that it's like we should be mm. doing that too when we kind of know that what we do is different like it mm. is not comparable to to working a nine-to-five or a casual no, job. No, totally. And I mean, it's totally different hours, and it's depending on how so. your headspace is on that day, how mm. long something will take. Like, you know, you know, sometimes you can write a song in, like, half an hour, and mm. then sometimes it'll take, like, Three a days, month or yeah. something. And yeah. it's like, oh, like... And in those days where it takes, like, longer... Oh, there's times where it takes longer than a week or something, and then it's like, fuck, like, it really feels like I've wasted all my time, but it's like, no, like, this is just how much time the, need, the song needs me to... Stay with it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my no. my least favorite question people ask me is like, oh, so what did you do today? Because it's like, mm. I mean, I I just I wrote music. Or like, yeah, you know, yeah like, exactly. Yeah. I say that every day to my housemates. Like, oh yeah, nothing much. Just you know, just mm. music, just the same thing as I did yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, yeah, like, they I, can't I see totally... like a physical change. There's yeah, no, no 100%. physical change that you can show them unless you show them. People can't see the change until. Oh, not the change, sorry, but the progress until you showing them the the final album, mm. you know, which yeah. is like ages after after you've been to another studio and done it with more people and spent more time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and then it's like, well, what are you doing at home all that such time? A <laughs> like process. preparing for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it is such a long process. I mean, and it's not just as easy as just you know writing a song and then bam, it's done. It's like there's mm. there's all these different cogs in the wheel. Like yeah. you know, uh, obviously the production process and the mixing, the mastering, then you know promotion, release strategy, and blah 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 blah. So it's yeah. like, but and it's like it's it's yeah, and there's even other like music industry stuff. Like sometimes like people say, oh, what do you do today? And I was like. Oh, like I've sent emails and that's mm. it. But it's like, yeah, but it's a lot of emails and like, yeah. oh, it yeah, took a lot I get that time. all the time. Wait, and it's, you might spend all day writing emails. Yeah. And you think oh like, oh, I haven't done anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to sit there and be like, look at all these emails that I sent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you touched oh, on something super important there is, you know, that they don't necessarily see or know the process. And I think mm. that's exactly why we're doing this podcast. It's called mm. The Process and we just wanted to kind of. Yeah 
open people's eyes or let them know like what we kind of do like what the totally. reality of this lifestyle and industry totally. is totally and i mean it, it is such a unique and different process for everyone as well we that's why we try to tackle all aspects from obviously the songwriting itself to you know day-to-day life as a independent musician um and so you know that's that's kind of a large part of what we talk about but now usually now we would do a um a segment but we've already kind of done it about um you know, like, uh, embarrassing stories or, uh, you know, for our segment, it's not always perfect. Um, I can see what, I can think about what else. What yeah, else yeah, go for it. Let's, let's rattle off another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, God, my things that I do, probably, you know, meeting you guys when I was really drunk. Um, no, um, well, I reckon the first time that I was on stage and I did something really embarrassing was, I mean, I guess it wasn't a music performance, but it was when I was in a musical um, in school. I was Liesl in The Sound of Music. Oh, <laughs> and, um And I didn't have enough time to get changed in between the sets. And <laughs> my my blouse was like, you know, I had this like dandel on, which is like this dress. Um, yeah. I think it's like Austrian and German. Yeah. Um, and the buttons, I didn't have enough time to do up all the buttons. And I oh, had no. to, like... I was wearing a bra by that stage, like yeah. only just, so like, you know, I wasn't oh, completely naked or anything, but I just thought, oh my God, oh my God, I have to, my line is in like three lines and my, my dress is still undone, like my whole chest and torso is showing, like, oh, oh God, what do I do, what do I do? And I just thought like, I just have to go on. Like, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't knock off. Also, it was, um, it was also just a stage, uh, dress rehearsal, sorry. But the oh, whole school okay. was watching. Oh no! Oh, shit. <laughs> so oh, no. you know it wasn't like a paid night yet, but it was just like the whole school's watching, and then I just like ran out on stage and I say my line, and then everyone's kind of giggling, and the science teacher like he points over and he's like, Sahara, just Sahara, come on. Oh and no! I'm like, you know, you've got, got enough time. I'm like, no, I didn't have enough time. Oh. I had to go out. You told me I had to go out. <laughs> oh, that's that's awful. Oh, All right. go on, hey. Mm, absolutely that is pretty bad yeah what's i mean we'd we'd have plenty of yeah. stories where we've gone on stage um red oh i had one where i um actually it was a toowoomba gig um and it was last year and Wait, what which one uh oh, i was one of yours <laughs> no 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 it was <laughs> one of ours um and it was like the just the weirdest gig because it was now, like hang on it, wait just be careful because we do live in Toowoomba, and we are... No, 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 our fault. Oh, it was our fault. Our okay, fault. that's all right, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we got on stage, and um, oh, we, were, we, were, uh, we were in the first song, and we were, it was going fine, and it was like, whatever. And then it got to the flute solo, because I play flute, and didn't I, ha- I didn't have the flute. So I literally, <laughs> and I only realized as we got to the flute solo bit, so I just like looked at Ben, and I was like... Oops! And I, like just shrugged, and I was like, "Not here, not yeah. happening." Oh man! And, like, and the track was still going; like we couldn't just I skip it. I <laughs> gave him the biggest death stare because there's this huge instrumental break where Jeremy oh, is supposed no. to do this freaking flute solo, and I and danced, and then just had to vamp. I just vamped, <laughs> and it was like, "Oh, you're gonna say that we're gonna start going like your mouth or something?" Amazing! Oh man! But yes, I. If, yeah, if looks could kill, yeah. man. I, was, I would be no. dead. Yeah. No, no, no. But that was, we did, we got through it. Um, yeah. I think we pulled it off. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we'll just say that we yeah, did. Yeah, let's just say that we Forgive did. ourselves. <laughs> be kind to ourselves. Sure, it yeah. still sounded wonderful. All the other parts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we might wrap it up there. Sahara, thanks so much for joining us on the process. 
we really enjoyed this little chat and uh yeah i'm so happy that you let us bombard you with all these questions yes yeah and thanks anecdotes for having me sorry for my garage brain no worries at all we'd love to have you anytime you want to be on the podcast just let us know and of course let us know when you have upcoming songs announcements whatever we would love to put that out there in any way we can oh thanks guys that's so nice no worries all right well thank you so much again we'll see you later see you later Bye. Bye.